You're listening to the Our Town Reno podcast with KWNK LP 97.7 FM in Reno, Nevada. The Northern Nevada Literacy Council is helping break the local cycle of poverty with reading and assisting local residents complete their high school diplomas. On this episode, reporter Jesse Stone gets more details of this important nonprofit from Executive Director Adrian Santiago. I'm Nico Columbus, the coordinator of Our Town Reno, which includes this podcast. We're recording from makeshift studios right now as our studios at the Reynolds School of Journalism are undergoing a makeover. First, a word from our sponsor, and then back to this week's episode with Jesse Stone and Adrian Santiago. Welcome. Hello. We are the Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Podcasts. Client services. Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at, at the, the Reynolds, Reynolds School of, of Journalism. Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. So I think we have probably like over 20 youth here that um, are have not continued on with high school. And during COVID, you know, they had to do digital learning. A lot of them, you know, were good with that. So um, it's really sad because, you know, we don't want those kids. We want them to finish class, you know, school traditionally. And um, but at least we're a resource for them. And so a lot of times parents will bring them here. Counselors will refer them here. And so we work with them, we do the assessments, like I said, and it could be, you know, they dropped out in the 11th grade. And so um, it doesn't take them very much to get finished, but at least they can finish. And once they get done, what's really nice is our learn and learn program will take them over and then they will figure out what does this, you know, youth want to do. And it's age 16 to 24. What do they want to do? Um, and so we do a bunch of different assessments to figure out what it is that they want to do. Some of them choose construction. Some of them could be cosmetology. Um, we have some that are in IT, like um, Ian. You know, he took IT um, classes. Um, Devin, you know, we just want to help them figure out. And so we will pay the tuition, books if they need, um, you know, steel toe boots for a welding program or whatever they need. We'll pay for their glasses. We've helped them out with daycare expenses if they're single parents, um, single parenting youth. And so... It's an amazing program. At this last year that just finished June 30th, we touched over 120 youth and helping them to get to where they need to be. And so it's a great option for the for families that are struggling, trying to figure out, you know, they didn't finish. And a lot of them were told, you know, you don't have enough credit to, grab, to walk in June. And so those kids just kind of gave up and said, well, forget it, I'm out of here. And so out they went. So it's, it is a great resource for them here and again everything we do is workforce driven so um so yeah so we're happy to provide that service for them and again everything is done with the foundation of literacy even if a youth has a high school equivalency or high school diploma we still do that assessment and we don't want to put them into a training program at tmcc or anywhere we know that their reading level is not to where it needs to be because then it'll just be one more knock on them to say, you know what, I can't do this, I can't do this because I can't read, or I can't do math, or I can't do this. So regardless of their background, we will help them um, make sure that they can get into the training program and excel there. And so, and then after that, we're still following them for two years. So after two years, whatever they need, they could be done with the training program. Um, The other thing is the work experience. If we have a youth who recently, we had one who completed an HVAC program, 
And so we'll go out, meet with the HVAC employers and say, hey, if you hire one of our youth, we'll reimburse you 480 hours of wages and um, taxes. And, you know, it's a win-win. You don't have to keep them. We just want them to have that work experience because that's something very scary for youth is the first-time jobs. And so, um, so yeah, even our proctors here, we try to help them out um, and give them a job so that we can keep them in the program and get them through the program. So, so yeah, those we have the Adult Basic Education Program for um, English Literacy, the High School Equivalency Program, the Family Reading Program, which I think is really important for our area because we can address the issue of literacy in our community at where it starts in the home. So, like I said, it's a three-prong approach. Um, Michaela will meet with them. They use a process called Mind in the Making. They meet with the parent. We pick a book. Um, that teaches them basic skills, could be sorting, stacking, um, com- you know, um, organizational thinking, things like that, where they read the book to the parent while the child is doing an activity. Then they bring them together, and we help the parent read to the child, and then they do a STEAM activity together. And they get to keep the books, and so um, we get really selective with the books. We want to make sure, like, we have books in there. Like I said, we work with a lot of our Native American population um, to support those families, and so... We will um, pick books that they can relate to, that the children can relate to. And, um, and then, um, you know, again, those assessments are there as well. We want to know and help the parents, you know, improve on reading skills, math skills, things like that. And then um, do you run into a lot of issues of people thinking, because I know you mentioned this briefly, like when you said that, you know, you don't want to put people into a program when they're not prepared so that way they don't feel worse about themselves. Do you run into a lot of issues with, like, confidence in some of your students with people just thinking, oh, I couldn't do this because I'm not a reading person or I'm not a math person. Yes, we do. In fact, um, Eddie and I were just talking about a participant who's come back a couple of times and they, you know, will always welcome back. And so again, we do a success plan for them when they first come to NNLC so that we can help map it out for them. A lot of times adult learners, they want to see they want to see the you know the whole picture and and mainly they just really want someone to care and so what's really important and what NNLC really believes in is partnerships in the community if you know this youth needs um, clothing to start their job we're going to reach out to Patty at Dress for Success if this dude if this student identified with an IEP in high school we're going to reach out to Voc Rehab and see if we can get a partnership with them um, we used to have Voc Rehab come here and meet with students and, and taught our teachers how to identify students who have learning disabilities um, that was prior to COVID but you know we're a seated partner at the one at the American Job Center at, at the uh, Reno Town Mall um, so we have access to those services. We'll leverage funds when it comes to paying for tuition. Um, partnerships are so very important in this community because we're trying to address a really critical issue in our state, which is literacy, and we can't do that alone. You know, we need those partnerships because this agency will offer these services and this agency will offer these services. And so um, we work with the Reno Sparks Chamber with employers um, trying to get employers to realize that we're helping them build the workforce and economic development for our region. Um, housing is getting more expensive. You know, they can't afford this housing if they don't have a career, something. Um, 
it's it's not going to work gas prices and so we'll help them with gas cards we'll help them with bus passes everything that they need to help get them to the next level so you're absolutely right building that confidence is is really important and getting them to see that vision you know well what does it take to be a nurse well you start out with a certified administrative assistant class you have good computer skills and then we'll go on to this level and this level and until they can see the prize so it's it is tough because the population that we serve has been challenged and has had barriers probably most of their entire lives whether it's financial or didn't have parents that valued education and literacy in the home or you know maybe they're they've been displaced and they've been living here there and everywhere um so we don't ever want to be a barrier to this community and those that we serve and that's what we we really believe in here um NNLC will not be a barrier we want to be a resource so no one gets turned away and if we can't help you we'll find someone who can and then you mentioned earlier when we were talking that you were an adult learner um do you think that that helps you like uh work with the students that you have now absolutely um i honestly my children were first generation um you know my husband's a welder has always you know worked and you know and and it wasn't until my kids went back to went to school and and we're getting ready for college and my husband's like you've always wanted to do this and i went back and got my degree in in um education and a masters um in education in education with focusing on adult learners because it is tough but it's never too late and that's what we tell our our folks here it's never too late you can always go back and and finish and so it it really is exciting graduation is so exciting here we're having one at the end of the month and um the families are just so proud of them and it really does set up a legacy for their children and i think that's really important and um so yeah absolutely i can totally identify with that because my kids were first generation college graduates and i was used to tell them no one sits in the back at high school graduation and it's a lot of work um you know for parents and that's what i love about our family reading program is that we're teaching parents the tools to be their child's teacher and in the home and and to be able to experience that and not say go do your homework but hey you know come show me what you have going on and maybe they can't help i couldn't help my kids you know but at least they see that they care and and i think parents do care i just think that they i know they do they don't have the tools and and i think that if we can all work together washa county school district all the agencies um i i think we can make a huge impact you know we just kind of literally start a literacy motion of saying look you know we're not going to take this anymore we're not going to be the state that's ranked 50th and 51 <laughs> so and it's it's not a joke because we have rising rent costs gas prices these families can't do it and and they need that support and really knowledge is very powerful and if they can if they can learn the tools to help their kids i think we can make an impact we'll get back to our episode shortly but first a word from two other podcasts in reno you should subscribe to as well Do you want to keep up on what's happening in the local art community? 
Double Scoop always has the scoop on that. Want to know which exhibitions, parties, and other art events are happening this weekend? Follow us on Instagram at DoubleScoopNevada. And listen to KWNK 97.7 FM for our Short Scoop Art Events Roundup. If you're an artist and you're looking for places to show your work, we have lots of opportunities listed right now. To find them, visit doublescoop.art slash events and filter for Call for Artists. If you'd like to follow all of our art news and meet local artists, you can sign up for our email lists at doublescoop.art. Do you like podcasts? Well, we have a podcast from you. This is Sean from Up in the Mix. This is Delafoto. Do you like to get into uh, random wormholes of conversation? Do you like to learn about the culture from sneakers to hip-hop music to basketball? Then we have a podcast just for you. We have one called Up in the Mix. It is available on all streaming platforms from Spotify to Apple. Check us out, upinthemix.live on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Salud! And you also mentioned that you help a lot of your youth, like with career planning, with, like laying out, you know, um, like what their options are and what options they might be interested in. Do you think that that helps them in the long term, like stick to their goals or? Yeah, and it's okay to change goals, right? Most importantly, is that you're moving in that direction, and that's what we tell them. So, you know, it's, and it's great that they can come here and we do an assessment and say, you know, it tells us, a career assessment tells us where your interests are. And then we talk to them and say, look, you know, you looks like you really like IT. You know, you really like these things. And they're like, yeah, I kind of do like computers. And I kind of do like Ian, you know. And, um, and so then we help them get to that point. And so it starts with, again, literacy assessments. Let's see where your reading levels is, your math levels. Okay, well, even though you have a high school equivalency, we want to put you in some of our classes so that you can build those skills, and then we'll move you in the training. And then even while they're in training, we're right there alongside of them. So it's not like, oh, here's tuition, go off and do your thing. We're working with them. We're calling them. How's it going class today? What do you need? Do you need anything? You know, so I think getting that support and the vision of what they where they could be in two years or a year is, is very powerful for them. It really is. And in a lot of cases, you know, I... I think it's not that no one told them. I don't ever want to assume that. But maybe maybe the option of, of NNLC is a little bit more um, focused on them and, and not just part of a system where that they have to fit inside that block of a system. And so here I think it is more individualized. Totally. Um, and then my next question would just be, uh, regarding like COVID-19, you already mentioned that you shifted over to hybrid classes. Mm-hmm. Were there any other like adjustments that you had to make? And if so, like, did it present any challenges for you? Um, it did financially. Um, you know, we were great, able to um, apply for funding to help. Like we did um, probably about $10,000 in upgrades in the building to touchless faucets, touchless hand soaps, things like that. Um, we, we feared very, very well towards that time, and um, going to a hybrid learning, you know, was mainly just getting funding to help folks get their hands on IT, and then some of them didn't have the IT skills, so we also help with computer literacy. We've partnered with Bank of America for financial literacy, so when our youth get their first job, we actually 
have you know an app that we have and put on their phone and here's your first paycheck let's budget this out things like that so yeah I mean COVID was really difficult but it actually opened up some other opportunities on how we could reach um, our participants and so access is really critical in our community and you know that's why I'm excited that we're at the Sierra View Library and some of these outreach locations and have classes going on from the Eddie House and so those youth can it makes it easier for them to be able to access the services so that's what COVID brought I mean yeah it wasn't great we certainly don't want to go through it again or continue to go through it. I think all of us wishes that it would go away but I have to look at the good things and the awareness that it brought to us of saying hey okay, let's stay on, you know, a blended learning environment. Um, because A, we never know when the bottom's going to fall out again. And, and B, it might be more convenient for some people to access classes. Totally. Um, and then what do you think is, aside, outside of like COVID and stuff, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges that you guys face? I think one of the biggest challenges that we face is, um, is an awareness of the services that we provide. And, you know, I think there's, so many people lacking a high school equivalency and you know it's it's not something that a community can be proud of and so again I believe really strongly that as the community is worked together we need to work together to address these issues and I really think that it affects so many people and so I think making an awareness of NNLC as an option um, again I don't want those 16 year olds I want them to finish because I have kids that you know, are now in their 30s, but I would have been devastated if that would have been one of mine. So I, I don't want to encourage that, but I definitely think that when families and individuals are faced with that, NNLC is an option for them. So getting the word out that, hey, this is an option. This is an option. And, and, and the support that we're going to give them all the way through. And then if someone in the community is, you know, maybe never got the chance to get their high school equivalency or degree. Yeah and they're considering getting one now, what would you say to them? I say it's never too late. I say, let you know, come on in, to come talk to us. Let us get your assessments done. You may only be here for a month and have a high school equivalency. You could be that close. And, you know, it might take a little bit longer, but even if it does, we'll work around your schedule. We'll, we'll help you with all the barriers that are, you know, preventing you from doing this um, and lead you into those resources. Mm-hmm. Why is it important for like all of them that we talked about, like you know, building up the workforce and working with employers? I I understand. You know, we're seventy eight percent, seventy three percent hospitality and tourism, and you know, I get that. But why do we always have to be last? You know, why is literacy not at the top of the most important things? Because it is the foundation for everything. It is the foundation to break the cycle of poverty. It's the foundation of entering into training furthering your education. It's a foundation for their children, for what's coming up. And even our employers will agree how important it is when you can't have someone hand them an employee manual and they can't read it. And I don't know why it's really not like the most important thing in our state, especially knowing what we know. And I think teachers need that support. They need to know that the community cares about the work that they're doing, that parents can be partners with them. We can do that. You know, we can work with adult learners who are going to be parents or are parents and, and break that cycle for them and partner with them. And, and I think that it's a way of 
not saying, oh, you know, the school district's not doing their job. I think they are doing their job. I just think that there's challenges and barriers that really start at the foundation of literacy in the home. And, and that's why our family reading program is so important because we can teach them those skills and the importance of reading to your child and, and starting at an early age and telling your children, you know what, this is very important. This is your future because we were all there. We didn't think about the future when you're a 16, 15, 14, 12-year-old. You're not thinking about when you're 30 or 40. That seems like a million miles away. But that's parents, and, and they need that support. So I think it's just a multiple systems that are lacking the partnership of working together. If I ever had a magic wand, I would say, if everyone can realize that parents need teachers, teachers need parents, or you know, and they both need the community to be able to say, you know what, this is this takes a village. It really and truly does. I know that's a cliche, but it really does take that because whether it's a pandemic or a housing crisis or something, it's going to happen again and will be ranked the highest in unemployment and, you know, affected the worst. And we always are. And so I really believe that if we can address that as a community, it would be amazing. And so how do we do that? Well, we do it a little bit at a time, right? Awareness of getting parents the training that they need, supporting our, our teachers. Um, we work with the Title I, the uh, Redfield um, Community Outreach Project. We work with those schools so that we can get into those schools, teach those English learners. You know, they want to learn. They want to be able to communicate with teachers. They need to know English, and we can help them with that. And so it's the English literacy, the high school equivalency, the family literacy program, the youth, it all goes hand in hand. And all of it is a foundation so that people can get careers, wages. I mean, not, I'm not saying they all need to be doctors and lawyers, no. But just to have that option of saying, hey, I can work in an office and I don't have to worry about, you know, restaurants and weekends and nights because it doesn't fit my lifestyle choices are so important today and I think literacy gives people options. Is there anything else that you think I should know um, regarding your program or just you know uh, anything regarding literacy in Nevada? Well like I said we're always looking for teachers and if so if anyone is interested in in working with adult learners we'd love to talk to them Um, and I just think that you know, everyone needs to just know that NNLC is here as an option, um, especially for our, our youth and, and helping our youth not break that cycle and and be able to, to have choices and options. And then what makes someone a good uh, instructor to work with adults? Um, I think that they it really is a labor of love in the sense that you want to help this adult. It's not too late. And so um, I think, you know, it's a great joy to see someone not give up on their goals and their dreams and dreams for their children and their families. And so I think that really drives people. Um, People, adults tend to have that attitude of, I never did get that in school. I just, I can't, it's too late. I'm too, I'm too old to learn that you're not too old. You're absolutely not too old. So, so yeah. And so that brings us a lot of joy when we see that. So we get to see it on both ends on the youth 16 to 24, on the families, and on the older ones that are in our classrooms. 
Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me yeah. today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for taking an interest in what we do. Thank you for listening to this Our Town Reno podcast episode. Here we have stories about gentrification, life on the streets, the affordable housing crisis. Find us on Facebook at Our Town Reno, at OurTownReno.com, and on Instagram at Biggest Little Streets. Check back in for next week's episode or delve into our archives and remember, help each other out. <laughs>